You're listening to the Mom Inspired Show, episode 288 with Megan Reppel. Welcome to the Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited for part two of this episode with Megan. So last week we talked about movement and cycle syncing. So think about you know, exercising and what might be best for your body during the different phases of your cycle. This week, we're going to be talking about what is the best things that we can be doing in the different phases of our cycle in regards to say working and doing big projects or being creative, or when is it best to maybe be reflective and stay at home and kind of be nesting and doing those kind of things versus networking or, you know, putting stuff out in the world there are different phases of our cycles. If you have paid attention um, over a month's time that you may feel more outgoing, you may feel more energized versus you may feel more introverted and you may feel more tired or just like, I don't really want to do much. This, this is what we're talking about in regards to cycle syncing. And this really could be a game changer for you guys. So if you enjoyed last week's episode, make sure to share this with your friends. I feel like the more the women, women know about this, I feel like it's an eye opener and it can really change, you know, people's lives and just make everyone's quality of life so much better. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So I do want to jump into talking about you know, ditching the overwhelm and the exhaustion and kind of up-leveling our lives. And for women that just feel like they're just working, you know, to the bone and they're exhausted. Like you were saying, like you were hitting the, your head was hitting the pillow. It's like, you're running through a list. You're feeling like you're not even connected. And, but yeah, everybody on the outside is like, wow, you're so amazing. Like you're doing it all. And I feel like this happens a lot. And I will say too, with social media, I've said this time and time again over many podcasts, it's like you see moms on social media and you see what they're really good at. And then you just, and then if you took five moms that you just glanced at and you're like, oh, this is what they're doing. Somehow in your brain, you feel like you should be doing all of those things, even though those are five different people, like you're not seeing what they're not really good at. And so I think it's gotten harder because we're like, oh, we should be able to do all these things, even though no one is doing all those things. And like you said, you look like you had it all together to the point that people were complimenting you. And then it was almost like feeding that cycle for you that you're like, oh my gosh, they think I'm so amazing. And I love this, you know, positive affirmations. And then you probably kept going, but really you're kind of like dying inside. So Mm -hmm. I want to talk about how it really changed you. It made you more calm. It made you a better mom. And how did you like stop from like just going so hard and hustling because I feel like people think if they do that, it's all going to come crashing down. Yeah. Yeah. So I started to, I started to pay attention and I started to give myself a lot of grace. So in those moments where, you know, we've all had those times where it's like, we make our to-do list, for instance, we sit down to like execute and you're looking at your list and it's like, oh my gosh, this feels so hard. Like I, like these tasks aren't hard, but for me to actually execute them, like I would rather rip my own limb off at this Mm. point. Like it's just, (laughs) I don't want to do it. And instead it's like, well, you have to, like, we have to do these things. These things have to get done. 
So you dive into the list and you start taking action, but it's like, everything's painful. Everything's hard. Like nothing's really working out. And it's taking twice as long as it should to do these tasks, whether it's business tasks or household tasks, like whatever, we've all been there. And then there's other times where you sit down, you make your to-do list and you're like, go, go, go. Like, whoa, look at me. Like I'm, I'm on fire today. Everything's easy. Everything's working out. I feel like a million bucks. And it was realizing I'm not a failure on those days where I can't seem to do the things that I want to do. And, you know, I'm also not just this amazing human some days of the month. Like I'm amazing all month long, but I needed to start to be more strategic with the way that I was planning out my weeks and planning out my month. You know, I'm assuming a lot of your listeners are like, type A, they like to plan, they, you know, as the new month comes along, it's like, okay, let's get out the calendar, let's plan out the month, let's plan out the week. And we do those things each month, right? Right. Well, what if we took that same sort of action, but instead of really focusing on just, you know, May 1st to May 31st, we focused on our cycle. So here's where my bleed is going to be. Here's where my follicular phase is, which is like springtime. Here's my ovulatory phase, which is like summertime. Here's my luteal phase, which is fall. And then the menstrual phase, which is winter. How about instead we look at that as like our month, our cycle, and that's how we plan out our next month or our next cycle. Cause everything, you know, of course we can't start like day one on right. yeah. May 1st. Yeah, no yeah, control yeah. over that. But that is sort of what I do. So when I'm in my menstrual phase, and this is something that I started doing right away because I learned that when we're in our menstrual phase, this is such a great time to like obviously slow down and, and take as much off our plate, but it's a great time to sort of like brain dump out some some plants. You don't want to take any action, but just sort of like reflecting what went really well this last cycle, what felt good, um, what is it that I want to do this coming cycle, what's important to me, what do I need to change, what's sort of bothering me, what's working well, what's not working well. And that is when I really take time and plan out my following cycle or like quote unquote month, right? And when we do that, we can really take advantage of those high energy phases and also take advantage of those low energy phases. So when you're in your follicular phase and your ovulatory phase, so your follicular phase happens right after your menstrual phase. It lasts anywhere from about seven to 10 days. And then you go into your ovulatory phase for say three to five days. Those are your higher energy phases. This is where we typically feel really good. We're creative. We're excited. Like all those feels when we think of spring and summer, like it really is very much like the seasons of mother nature. So we're, we're just like, we're excited. We're, I always say we're kind of like Dorothy when she hits the yellow brick road in the wizard of Oz. And it's like, Oh, look at everything. Like, this is so fun. It's, you know, there's lots of unknowns, but I'm excited for everything that's to come. And that's really what our higher and higher energy phases feel like. And we can do a lot in these phases. Things feel easy and effortlessly. Like we are, we are really good at like manifesting and just things are coming into our world. And I'm sure you've had that moment of like, Oh my gosh, like things are just really happening for me. Oh, like, yeah. 
yes. without even trying. Everything right. is just Feels falling easier. into place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you, you're probably in your ovulatory right. phase. Yeah. And that's just the magic of, of our cycle. There are There's magic to each of the phases. And so if you know when your follicular and ovulatory phase is, well, plan things strategically for them. Plan out podcast interviews or create your content or plan that, you know, birthday party for your kid or the 50th birthday party right. for your husband or your parents. Yeah. Like be strategic in planning things out when you know you're going to be feeling good, when you're going to be confident, when you're going to be creative, when you're going to be energetic. And then that way, those things are easy to execute and you're going to feel like doing them and they're going to seem really, really easy and you're going to do them well. And then when you look at, okay, after my ovulatory phase, I'm kind of heading now down into fall. So my energy levels are getting a little bit lower. My hormones are lower. Things are shifting. And I'm going into sort of more of that like nesting phase. And the luteal phase is actually my favorite phase. I absolutely love it. This is typically when women experience PMS. Um, This is when women, you know, tend to hate their husband, hate their job, like feel really crappy. (laughs) Life is just not going well for them. You're like a week ago, you're like, I looked good in these pants this week. You're like, I am awful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I swear before I really understood this, this phase, I would question all, all things in life. Oh yeah. Like relationship. Would you feel like sensitive? Like you have no friends? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Very sensitive, very sensitive. And I still like, and now that I know that I can, I'm aware of it. And it's like, okay, the reason why I'm feeling, I'm feeling this way, like she's not doing anything intentionally to me. It's just, this is where I'm at. Yeah. Whereas if that same situation happened two weeks prior. Oh my gosh. You would have been like, fine. Exactly. Yeah. And I always like question my business. Like, do I even want to be doing this anymore? Like, <laughs> am I good at like honestly? I know. You cannot make decisions like during PMS. No. Like, no, you can't. No. Like my friend always jokes, she's like, Oh, if I'm gonna cut people out of my life, it's gonna be during this phase. I'm like, you like you can't talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah. I always think of like in public school, you know, when we take like the class photo and you'd scratch it with a pen, you'd like scratch people's faces. I'd like, you'd be, like scratching everybody phase. out. Yeah. This is where everybody's yeah. unfollowing people during that phase. You're like, unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. <laughs> yeah. But you know, the really neat thing that I do want to mention about the luteal phase. So, like I said, the luteal phase is like the two weeks before you start bleeding. And it's very similar to fall in nature. But the the really neat thing about a week before your period or so, your estrogen levels are really, really low. And estrogen has this masking effect. So estrogen can make us feel really good and confident. And, you know, like everything is just like sunshine and rainbows. And that's why we feel really good in our follicular and ovulatory phase because estrogen is so high. So when estrogen is low in the luteal phase, all of a sudden we're sort of left with our emotions and we're left with like the reality, like the real reality of our life. And that can be very uncomfortable for a lot of people. It's, it's uncomfortable, you know, even every month for me, even though I've been living this cyclical lifestyle, but it's sort of this rude awakening of like, all right this isn't feeling right. This is off. Um, I'm feeling disconnected from, you know, this person or my child, or I'm not okay with how this is going. And, 
you know, I, instead of, instead of being like, oh, it's just, I'm hormonal. Don't, don't mind me. Don't listen to me. I'm PMSing. It's really important that we do take a, a look at that. Like what is feeling uncomfortable that week before your period? And no, it doesn't mean you need to like leave your husband, but if he's really pissing you off, right. is there something there that needs to be worked on? Because in a couple weeks, you're going to feel good again. And that thing that was bothering you, you're going to be like, oh, it's fine. It's really not that big of a deal. But the reality is it, it is a big deal because it's coming up in the luteal phase when there's none of that estrogen to mask the reality of things, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. know I do. I, I have noticed that like things come up and you're kind of like, wait, is it just because I'm feeling this or um, is this like kind of exposing something that needs to be yes. addressed? Like what you're saying. Yeah. So don't dismiss it, but also don't act on it. <laughs> Right. And don't come at you like uh, a like charged person. Um, I remember my acupuncturist would always say because of the estrogen that like you're like a tiger versus like a kitty. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that is a really good image to be like, you're thinking of a tiger like, ah, like coming at you versus mm-hmm. like a little kitten that's just so sweet. And so, yeah, you're kind of like, don't take anyone's head off. Yeah. Yeah. Like just be aware. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm such a fan of, of journaling and kind of like brain dumping out things. And that's when I, a lot of like powerful things will come out and it's like, oh, interesting. Like I wasn't aware that I was feeling this way. I'm going to revisit that and just kind of see where I'm at in a couple of weeks with that. Or even once my bleed starts, I'm going to revisit this and, and have that because when we're in our menstrual phase, our right and left brain hemispheres are functioning really well together for the first oh. time all month. So you have a lot of clarity in the menstrual phase. Like mm. your your brain power is really charged and really good. So that's such a great time to sit with those thoughts that you had, you know, a few days ago or a week ago and just be like, okay, so let's like really, you know, think this through and you know, what do I need to change? What shifts do I need to make? What's not working? What's, what is working? And, and then as you head into your follicular phase, once your bleed has stopped, that's when you want to take action. Cause you're like, all right, let's go. Like, let's do this. And, and then you put everything into action and you execute. I wondered if you noticed this, like, I, I'm not even kidding. Like you could be like PMSing and then you start and your brain almost like, let's go of what, which is ha- like it, the intensity drops. Like, mm-hmm. like, so for me, what happens, it shifts. So, so it shifts. Yeah. And then, so I notice like it goes from mental to more physical, like meaning, oh, maybe I'm noticing more cramping. So now there's more physical discomfort versus the mental chatter that was going on. It's almost kind of like, oh, I'm fine. Like, I mean, yeah. it, it's like, it's so, it's so crazy. Like just starting your period, I feel like kind of lets up of the intensity of what was just happening in your brain. Have you noticed that? Yeah. yeah there's just like a lot of sort of like, like the fog kind of yeah. goes and yeah. there's, there's clarity, but also I think what helps so much with that is, is y- you slow down you, you don't, you know, go at this pace that you were going at a few weeks prior when you're in your higher energy phases, because that allows you then to really recognize like, oh, like, okay, I I do have this brain clarity. Like I'm feeling a little bit better, but even though you're feeling a little bit better and you don't have those like deep, dark thoughts anymore, it's still, it's like, but I'm going to slow down. And, you know, maybe instead of doing that 30 minute workout, I'm going to, 
get some extra sleep, or I'm going to do a nice long meditation, or I'm going to get into my journal and, and get some things out or reflect on some things. So it's about like really just honoring, honoring exactly where you're at. And the thing is, you'll have time to do that when you're in your menstrual phase. And you might think that I'm crazy by saying that. And you're like, I won't have time. Like I have a million children and I work full time and I'm trying to do this, but trust me, you will have more space and more capacity because you're taking advantage of all those other phases. And I, I can say this because I have four children. I work shift work at the hospital and, and you still have to take care of your kids when you're in your menstrual phase. And I still have to work night shifts on occasion when I'm in my menstrual phase. And like that can not really be ideal, but even though we still have these things happening in our life, there's a lot of things you can take off your plate when you're in your menstrual phase and you'll figure that out as you're taking advantage of the higher energy phases. And you'll just naturally get to the week before your period and during your period. And you'll be like, oh, wait, I have, I have like more space. I have more capacity. Um, interesting how that worked. Like it's almost like magic, but that's the power of listening to your body. Right. Exactly. And I just want to say like, before we end, um, I know because I could just keep talking about this. Like if someone feels super overwhelmed and they're just kind of like, I don't even know what's happening right now. Um, Mm -hmm. What would you say? I know you said like movement is a good one, um, but is there anything else that you kind of would like to end on, you know, that to help it help simplify if if someone is hearing this for the very first time? Mm Mm-hmm. I think that first of all, you need to start tracking where you're at. If you, if you don't have a clue which phase you're in, which is totally okay. Cause I certainly had no idea. I didn't even know there was four phases. I thought there was just, you know, the time of the month that you could get pregnant and then you're bleed. So having that awareness that there is actually four different phases and figuring out where you're at right now. And if you don't know yet, that's Okay wait until you get a bleed and then you can start to track it. There's some really great apps out there that you can download that will help you track where you're at, but you'll need to sort of know when your when your last bleed was. So once you get your period, then you'll be able to really figure out where you're at and honestly just start to be aware. Like be aware of how you're feeling and and realize like, oh, this is that springtime phase. So I'm kind of coming out of winter and I'm feeling energized and excited. Okay. So next is going to be my ovulatory phase where that's that high energy phase, but realizing that high energy phase is short lived. We're not meant to go at that pace all month long. So just sort of like being aware. And then I think that movement is the easiest thing to add in next and then also nutrition. And we didn't really touch on that. It is That's a big topic, but that was the next thing that I added in was nutrition. And just, um, you know, just so you know, you cannot eat the same way all month long. Like it's going to backfire. You're probably self-sabotaging if you're trying to do that. You're probably binging at certain times of the month. Um, you're restricting calories when you should not be restricting calories. We need 300 more calories leading up to our period than we do after our period. So if you're just trying to eat the exact same way all month long, it's probably not working for you. And Mm. if you're able to sustain that, 
my guess is that it feels really painful at times and it's not that enjoyable. And, you know, even with our cooking methods, having like fresh, you know, stir fries and salads and, and smoothies, as opposed to the heavier, you know, casseroles and stews and soups that you should be having when you're in your menstrual phase. So just realizing that there's like a whole world out there for you to discover to help you feel really, really good all month long. Um, It's just, it's so powerful. Just the awareness that this is available to you. And this is actually the way that we should be living our lives. Yeah. I love that. So Megan, where can people find you if they're interested in learning more? Yeah. So I hang out on Instagram. So you can find me over there at Megan Rempel four. And I'm always sharing in my stories. Um, I I share just very transparently where I'm at in my cycle and what I'm doing to support (laughs) myself this week and just extra little tidbits. Um, And as well, if you click the link in my bio, I do have a freebie in there that will- give you three steps on how you can begin cycle syncing now. So this isn't something that you need to like wait until you have time. Like you can start to implement things today that will make a huge difference within your first cycle. So it's very, very powerful. Yeah. I will put that in the show notes. Well, Megan, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was so great talking with you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me, Amber. This was, this was a pleasure. I hope you guys enjoyed this two-part episode. I just want to remind you guys, if you have not grabbed your 30-minute coaching session with me, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching. And if you can't find a time that works for you, email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com. I can't wait to meet you. I would love to work with you. And again, it's at mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching for your free 30-minute coaching session. All right, you guys, I'll see you next week. 